Today's Dead Idea, this is the finale of our series on Moism, an ancient Chinese philosophy known for hard-headed, big-hearted ideals and expertise in military defense. Today we are finishing out our series with a roleplay episode in which Andre's character, Zhongli, returns to his home to put his Moist training to test in the real world. And to see if he can get a job that will pay off his Moism school debt. <laughs> right, you've got a lot of loans. To pay off. <laughs> a lot of loans. Yeah, they don't kick in for about a year though. So <laughs> That's good, right. okay, some breathing room. Yeah. That's what we're talking about today on Dead Ideas. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. The music we just heard was composed by Rachel Westhoff, my lovely wife, who is sharpening her spear as we speak in preparation for the ant attack. But she's also listening to Adam Ant as she does it, though, and I'm pretty sure Moza said synthesizers were a waste of state funds. So they are. (laughs) Not sure how long she's really going to last as a Moist. Although it may be the least wasteful of all instruments. Why is that? Well, I mean, it's electric, and you can make almost any sound with it, so. (laughs) But imagine all of those ancient warring states China peasants that have to, like, (laughs) run that treadmill treadmill to generate the electricity for a synthesizer. Still cheaper than a Confucian orchestra. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. How's that for an ancient Chinese synthesizer? Since recording, we managed to secure a soundtrack for this episode. That was Chinese Dragon by Lunar Synth off of their Future City album. We'll be hearing clips of that throughout this episode. Anyway, this is our final episode for our Moism series. Now, for our grand finales, we usually do a mashup of some kind of story from the times and some modern pop movie. But unfortunately... There just aren't any longer Moist stories to be found, at least none that I could find, apart from brief anecdotes. I I wrote several Moist sagas, and Brendan (laughs) refused to use them. I'm still sore about. (laughs) They're pretty rough. Need a lot of editing. So instead, we're doing a roleplay episode for our finale. Now, we pick up from our last episode, which is also a roleplaying episode. Uh, We are in Warring States, China. 361 BCE, so I have to remind you that several generations after Moza himself would have lived. And Andre, your character, Zhongli, mm-hmm. has just completed his training at the Moist stronghold in the southern state of Chu. Yes. And now it's time for him to head home to the tiny central state of Song. Right. And by the way, for listeners who are new to our roleplay style episodes, This is a game, but it is also history. I dug up as many details as I could find about the state of Song. There wasn't a whole lot that I could Google up, but I've tried to make it as historical as possible. I do have to obviously fill in some things to just round out the picture and make it a a world that you can interact with, but most of what appears today will be true to life. And if I remember at the end, I'll, I'll try to point out any things that I blatantly invented. Okay, so Andre, your character Zhongli. Yes. We'll face challenges today. And as always, anytime you attempt something with a significant chance of failure, mm-hmm. we resolve it with our super duper double trademark system, Rock Paper Raven. Yes. Basically, rock, paper, scissors with one twist. If you have a significant advantage in the situation, then a tie is a win for you. 
Mm-hmm. Conversely, if you have a disadvantage in a situation, the tie is a lose for you. And Zheng Li's advantages are on science and math kind of thing? Engineering, is that right? Okay, so you as a gong, or artisan, mm-hmm. because your family owns a bell foundry. Right, a wasteful bell foundry. Uh, yes, a bronze working foundry, basically. As a moist, you consider it to be wasteful, right? Correct, yes. Okay, as a gong or artisan, you have advantage on crafting, mm-hmm. engineering, and math. Great, okay. Okay, but you have disadvantage on anything requiring physical speed due to an accident from your youth in the foundry that left one leg lame. Right. Yes. And as I recall, I had I had chosen being an engineer as my specific art that I practice as an artisan, even though that did not make my parents happy. Sure. That was, okay. yeah. Yeah. You also belong to a local artisan's guild, and you have an apprentice. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I have an engineering apprentice back home, which I guess I, I'll be coming home and checking up on him now, I suppose. That's right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Has he been reading all my letters about Moism? I guess you'll find all the, out. All the sermons I sent him? I guess you'll find out. Yes. Now, you are preparing to return to your home state, the small central state of Song, where your family owns a bell foundry. A wasteful bell foundry. A wasteful bell foundry, <laughs> according to you as a Moist, right? Yes. Now, even though you went into engineering rather than bronze working as mm-hmm. your personal craft, as the eldest in your family, you are still traditionally expected to take over the family business Sort of like the boss of it, even though you're not personally like a bronze worker. This is like, okay, on the one hand, this is kind of awesome. On the other hand, like, wow, what a lot of work. Like, I'm I'm like running my engineering gig and I'm trying to run a bell foundry. Yeah, that's what it's like to be a boss. Yeah, of course. I can't wait for, I mean, you know, I wouldn't say this as a pious uh, moist, but like, uh, I I feel like when mom and dad kicked the bucket, we're selling off the bell foundry. Well, we'll see. (laughs) So as you pack your things to depart the moist stronghold, Mm -hmm. you find the change of clothes in which you arrived. And your calloused hands, now coarse like sandpaper, feel the softness of the silk of your old attire. Its bright colors appear gaudy next to your current blue-gray moist work jacket, which has achieved an admirably faded hue (laughs) from your toils in the sun this year. And your skin, too, has become darkly tanned for the same reason. Veins now pop from your limbs due to the muscle tone that you've built up from hard work. And though your one leg, lame from the bell foundry accident of your youth, drags weakly behind you, your other leg bulges with power. Mm. You have grown accustomed to a daily diet of plain rice and vegetables, devoid of spice or seasoning, and to slake your thirst, you desire only plain water. It takes no time at all for you to pack your things, for you have very little in the way of possessions, but you feel rich in spirit, all the more so because you have been entrusted with a mission. Yes. The words of your grand master echo in your mind. Zhongli, bring the state of song to the light of practical Moist reason. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Specifically, mm-hmm. uh, you are to convert at least 100 commoners or one high government official mm. to Moism. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. You are not sure how you're going to do it, but you are grateful to have been given such a purpose. Hmm. Just then, your thoughts are interrupted by a gruff bark from behind you. You, lame leg. It is your literature tutor. <laughs> now, as I recall, yeah. poor Zhang Li, he, did, he really made a name for himself in town, uh-huh. but he did not do well at all with the text lessons. Yeah, his studies were not successful. They were way too abstract for his, uh, his yeah. engineer's head. You never finished your training. He says. He stands holding the pian 
or bundles of inscribed bamboo strips that so vexed you as a student. Mm. Although you graduated due to excellence and deeds, as you said, you never did successfully meet your tutor's satisfaction in your studies of the text of the Mozart. Mm. Here. And he tosses you the, the bamboo bundles. I will catch it and, and then treat it with reverence, and I will make some kind of very formal bow to him. Excellent. Yeah. He says, take them. I suspect you'll need them perhaps more than any other student here. <laughs> but swear to me that you will continue your studies, lame leg. I will, I will bow to him again, and I will make an oath that I will continue to study these, uh, what are they called, pian? Pian. I'll continue to study these pian until I finally understand the, the true light of the Mozart. Very good. Yeah. After that, you perform the last sacrifices to the spirits, do one leaving the Moa stronghold, and then you depart. All right, so you are now on your way to your home. Great. While you're on the way, is there anything that you want to do? You kind of have a little bit of time to maybe strategize how you're going to accomplish your mission. Yeah, right. That's a really good point. Well, let's let's start with this. I mean, I'm heading home to Song, yeah. and I I don't know much about Song. I mean, I know that Zhang Li knows a lot about Song. Right. Can you give me kind of like just a, a quick, like, oh, a quick and dirty introduction to Song? Sure, absolutely. Okay, so it's a tiny state mm -hmm. in kind of like central eastern China. Okay. The ruler, the current ruler's name is Di Cheng, and he's also known as the Lord of Song, which okay. is probably good because it'd be very hard for us to continue to pronounce Di Cheng exactly right, <laughs> which I will never do in my life. Right. Um, uh, he rules from his capital city, which is probably the only big city, I imagine, in the state of Song. Capital city's name is Shangchu. Shangchu. Yeah, Shangchu. Something like that, okay. anyway. I don't and know. is that the city where my family lives and I'm returning yes. to? Okay, great. Yes. Uh, your foundry is actually inside the city. Ooh. Probably it was outside the city at some point, and but it grew beyond expanded. it. Yeah. Yeah, right. A little bit about its relations with other states. It's coveted and frequently attacked by larger states next mm. to it, such as the state Ooh. of Chu. Great. Which is where I'm coming from. Yep. Okay, yeah. That's right. Um, but it's been at peace for the last 40 years or so. Of course, that could change at any moment. Sure. Mm -hmm. Although I would attribute its long-lasting peace with Chu because Chu has become a stronghold of Moism and would not go into offensive wars. That's what you would That's hope. what I'm attributing it to. Now, probably the most important thing that you know about the state of Song is its ideology. It has kind of flip-flopped okay. uh, between Moism and Confucianism. This Part of this is historical mm -hmm. um, because in the text of the Moza, it actually describes there are some um, instances where it mentions song and at least one of them it, it mentions one of the translations calls it a minister in charge of sacrifices but another translation calls it an invocator oh i love it okay like as in to invoke yep and this was one of the, like the the big high up ministers at one point and then he basically uh, the secretary of sacrifice yeah oh i love it invocator yeah yes. yeah, yeah. This official was struck dead by a ghostly wizard for failing to carry out proper sacrifices. What? Yes. Wow. It was in part of the mozza that was describing, like, why you should, you know, believe in the spirits and stuff, <laughs> because they strike people dead. <laughs> wow. Uh, and also, another part of the mozza records that there was a Moist, like, high advisor uh, that mozza, like, recommended to the state of Song. Mm -hmm. His name was Cao Gongzi. But after suffering a series of misfortunes, Cao Gongzi became disillusioned with the Moist teachings and kind of turned his back on them. Wow. Okay. So the part that I'm introducing here is that ever since Cao Gongzi, they've gone back to Confucianism. That makes sense. 
Also, Confucius himself, historically, his family comes from Seoul, even wow, though okay. they had moved to Lu, where Confucius is more famous as coming from. Got it. Okay. So there's like connections on both sides. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Anything else that you want to know about Seoul? Okay, so I'm heading to the capital city. Mm -hmm. uh, it's ruled by the Lord of Song. Yep. <laughs> Chongwu, I think. <laughs> Pretty close. Okay. I'm going to also just stop trying to pronounce it because yeah. I feel like I'm getting it wrong and I don't want to be like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, uh, I'll try to kind of look for gossip and ask for the news around like markets that I stop at and things, hostels. Rumors about Song? Rumors about Song and the current events there and also any rumors about like the rumblings of possible warfare between any nearby states. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Go ahead and let's do a rock, paper, raven test. I think this is no advantage or disadvantage. No advantage or disadvantage. Okay, yeah. You don't, yeah. Sounds mm -hmm. good. All right. So, rock, paper, raven, shoot. Oh, yeah. And raven you get it. Okay. Paper. Yep. Uh, so, you have heard some rumors that the state of Lu, mm -hmm. which is another tiny state to the north of Song, it goes like you're coming from Chu, mm -hmm. and you go a little north, it's Song, and then north further than that is Lu. Right. Okay. The, we do actually have a map on the website. If anybody wants to go to the post for any of the Moism episodes, you can see it there. Cool. Yeah. And the state of Lu has been mobilizing an army. Okay. We don't know where they're headed yet, but they've been Correct. preparing for something. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Not a good so, that way. So along the way. You're an excellent exemplar of modus principles. Great. Well, your principles are about to be tested as excellent. soon as you get home. So, All right. It is a long journey north out of the uplands of Chu. Mm -hmm. Then you descend into the central plain, which is patchworked with familiar rice paddies. And at last you catch sight of the familiar walls of your hometown, the capital city of Xiangqi. It still feels weird saying that, but <laughs> <laughs> that's what Google Translate tells me it is. Uh, those sturdy walls have withstood many an attack from larger states, including Chu in the past, mm. from which you just came. More than once, those walls were even defended by the Great One himself, the founder of your school, Motsu. Nice. Yes. Wow. How you wish you could have been there beside him on those walls. I do feel that wistfulness, but I also look around and notice that many of the outer hedges of fortifications and things like that probably are not there any longer. Maybe mm -hmm. were taken for timber or just fell into disrepair, and I'm mm -hmm. just shaking my head like, I need to prepare yep. in advance. Yep. As you get closer to the city, you see two heavy plumes of smoke hmm. rising from opposite sides of the city. The one to the east is your own family's bronze foundry manufacturing mostly bells, gongs, and other ceremonial items mm. at this point in history. Bronze was probably big for war like hundreds of years ago, but yeah. at this point it's mostly ceremonial purposes. So the one plume to the yeah. east is your family's foundry. Which at least right now their business is mainly ceremonial stuff like bells. Yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, the plume to the west belongs to the city's iron foundry, manufacturing weapons, armor, and mass-produced tools. And that is owned by the Huang your family's rivals. All right. The Huang have long sought to monopolize metal production in the city, and your family has always stood in their way. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You pass inside the city and head to your family's home overlooking the Bell Foundry. It's no mansion, but it is well beyond the means of most commoners in the city. Hmm. You wince with a twinge of embarrassment at the ostentatious lion sculptures guarding the gate. <laughs> and the manicured hedges in the courtyard 
and the mulberry trees, which are home to your family's silkworms. Hmm. It's fairly common on Chinese estates sure, yeah, to have your, your own silkworms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your mother emerges from the front door of the home, and her eyes well with tears at seeing you for the first time in a year, but they do not appear to be entirely tears of joy. Mm. In fact, she meets your eyes but for a second, and then she seems to look past you. Hmm. Yes. And just then, you are passed by several other visitors to the home, hmm. all of whom are wearing white. Oh. And Andre, do you know what white signifies in Chinese culture? Is it mourning? It is mourning. Oh. Okay. Yes. These other, other visitors, are they people I recognize as neighbors from about town? Yes. Okay, right. She leads you and the other visitors inside to the hearth, before which your father lies in state. Oh. Pallid and motionless, dressed in funereal silks appropriate to his station, with a bronze brazier burning beside him. And each visitor takes a pinch of incense and casts it on the brazier in offering as they pay their respects. Hmm. You do so as well. I will presumably. do that as well. Yeah. And like all different emotions and thoughts like go through your mind, but among them you realize that this means that as eldest in the family you are now expected to take over as new head of household. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And the yoke of it weighs heavy upon you. You've borne innumerable yeah. physical burdens over this past year. You felt ready for anything, but this was not the kind of burden that you were expecting. <laughs> true yeah wow after the visitors leave your mother explains my little Li, you are now the head of our household it is up to you to plan and lead the funeral hmm. but i am afraid that that's not all heaven must be angry with us for our misfortunes grow daily not only do we mourn but we fear as well the Lord of Song has always protected us from our rivals, the Huang family, but his Confucian chief advisor, the Invocator, well, let's just say he was not pleased by your decision to join the Moist ranks. <laughs> he feared your example would inspire others, so when you left, he decided to make an example of us, and had the Lord of Song declare all of our debts due at once, mm. plunging us into financial straits. And my eyes are going to flicker to all the silk robes that are on Dad's body. I won't say anything right now, <laughs> right. but I'm just like, making oh, a note well. of this. Like, yeah. <laughs> right. Now that you have returned to lead the family in that blue-gray work jacket of yours, I fear that he will twist the Lord of Song's ear even further. Mm. We can no longer count on the Lord's protection. The Huang family will be coming for us. They're the iron-working family. They are your rivals, yeah. yes. We do have one advantage, though. They will not attack until after the funeral. They have ingratiated themselves to the invocator and are eager to keep up their reputation as pious Confucians, mm. and it would be improper for them to attack before the funeral. Mm. Now, that part I'm making up, but I think that fits with right. Confucian principles. Now, when she says attack, are we expecting like an actual like a, assault on our house? Or you just you mean like... Well, I guess I'm sort of asking out of character, because I'm, I guess I'm not sure what would be... So what you think is likely, you're not really completely sure how it might... It might be that they try to sabotage your foundry. Mm. It might be that they, like, send people to, like, kidnap one of you and ransom you. Right. Or it could be that they send a hitman. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Or a hit squad. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So... Serious. So, that's the introduction to our game, mm -hmm. okay? And at this point, it's just going to open up to basically a free-form story, wow. right? Okay. Yeah. So, here are the challenges that are before you. Yes. Three of them. Okay. You have three challenges. First, you have to plan the funeral. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Second, you have to prepare for a possible attack by the Huang, whatever form that might take. Right. Okay. And finally, she mentioned this issue of being in financial straits due to all these debts. Yeah. So if you want, you may choose to investigate these family debts. Yeah, definitely. Okay? Those are the three challenges facing you. Mm -hmm. Now, you also have several resources, some mm -hmm. of which you already know. Okay, so first of all, you have a family estate that you're in charge of. Now. Right. Okay. Second, as you know, you belong to an artisan's guild. Yeah, oh, right. Nice. And you have an apprentice. Right. Okay, so you have that. You also know that Moism has always been at least partly strong in this area. Hmm. And there are certainly going to be other Moists in town that you could right. potentially connect with. Exactly. Okay. And finally, the last resource that you have to draw on is what your literature tutor gave you. Oh, yeah. Your bundle of bamboo strips, your pian right. of the text of the Moza. Excellent. Okay. All right. Wow. Now, it is up to you to face the three challenges. Plan the funeral, prepare for possible attack by the Huang, and address the family debts. And those are the sort of family-related challenges. In addition, I need to either convert 100 commoners or one important person. Exactly. Okay, so I do have a question. Yeah. How many family members do I have? Oh, how, yes. How big is the household? Very good. Okay. So you have your mother. Mm -hmm. You have an older sister. Okay. And a younger brother. Okay. You also have about 20 servants and foundry workers that you can call on. Excellent. And also you keep on retainer three guards to guard the foundry. Excellent. They are decent with weapons, and they have dagger axes, which hmm. are... Kind of looks like a halberd. Yeah. It's like a spear with sort of a dagger sticking out one end. Yeah. And it was... You would like, almost use it like a like a yeah. axe almost, like a long axe. Yes. Yeah, yes. Right. This was an ancient Chinese weapon. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yep. They're a little bit old, but they're decent with weapons. The guards are old. The guards okay. are. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Excellent. So I think the first thing is I'm, I'm going to do a very visible display of my grief mm -hmm. for my father's loss making obeisances before his uh, body that's lying in state here. Mm -hmm. And um, the actually, I'd like to talk to my mom. Because I was, I, I was talking to my mom privately. This is probably okay. when she tells me all the stuff she just okay. said, right? Okay. I'm going to comfort her briefly, and I'm going to tell her that we have a way out of these problems, and we are able to make this family strong again. What way could that be, my son? We're going to have to make some changes. What kind of changes? I know that... When I went and became a student of Moism, it caused hardship for the family because you lost the Lord's protection. But you did not lose the Lord's protection because of any flaw with Moism. You lost the Lord's protection because the Confucian advisor that he has is full of jealousy and hatred. Words are true. Very good. And very in, in keeping with your Moist character. <laughs> yeah. I feel like yeah. I need to say for the listener's sake that, yeah, like... Yeah, this is how a Moist would have seen it. Absolutely. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> right. Out of, you know, in real life, I have none of these views about Confucians. Right, uh, exactly. <laughs> I'm just going to play this to the hill, and right. I'm trying to bring her around so that she'll see these Moist changes as difficult but positive, mm -hmm. is the idea. Um, so that's kind of the way I preface this. Very good. But I'll tell her, but in order to do that, we mm -hmm. are going to have to make changes in the household. All right. The first and most painful is how we carry out the mourning period for my father. No, steps in your older <laughs> sister. And your older sister, she says, no, this is the way we have always done it, going back generations of our family. We're not going to change now. We're not gonna, we can't just throw away everything just because you became a Moist. Hmm. I will say to my sister, I'll say to everyone, I'll say, my sister speaks with wisdom. 
it is not appropriate to throw away the traditions of our family. And I will look in the direction of the family altar. I'm assuming we have an altar to the family oh, yes. spirits, right? Sure. And I will say, 10 generations ago was our family, were our ancestors living in fear of a Lord who had abandoned them? Were they living under the heel of a, of a Confucian advisor who sought to wipe them out? Were they facing iron workers who wished to destroy their business? And I'll say five generations ago and three generations ago, mm -hmm. repeat mm -hmm. this whole thing. And so I'll come to the present day and I'll say, but we are a family yeah. that has lost protection of the Lord, a family that has, you know, all, all the whole deal, right? Yeah. I'm going to just yeah. spare you the whole Moas and repetition, but they don't get spared. <laughs> they have to go through each step of this. Okay, so they'll follow the, the logic. <laughs> right. um, and I'll say, accordingly, we should keep those traditions which kept our family strong mm -hmm. and consider altering those traditions which have left us in this position. All right. So I'm going to say mm -hmm. that uh, that's a tough sell, yeah. but, you've, but you've stated your position quite eloquently. Okay, fair, fair. Or at least Mozza would have said so. Yeah. Your siblings are probably kind of yawning and looking out the window probably, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right, right. So let's do a test to see if you convince them. All right, let's do it. All right. Rock, paper, raven, shoot. Okay, and it's a rocks. tie, so we don't have advantage or disadvantage. Okay. So we go again. It's every shoot. Okay. Yep. Rock, paper, raven, shoot. Tie again. Another tie. Rock, paper, raven, shoot. Okay, and you raven. Get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so it takes some time and some preaching, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. One but by you, one. You bring them around. Yeah, they come around. They're like, well, we don't have any other choice. Right. And you are the head of the household, and they would be going against their own principles if they defied you. Right. So. Okay, so now remind me, and this is maybe not Zhang Li, this is just me, Andre. Yep. Um, I know that the Confucian mourning period is very long. I think it's a year? Oh, more than that. Ooh. Yes, like, I want to say it's like three years. Right. Yeah, yeah, like really crazy. And what about the funeral itself? Would there be some like length of time in which the father lies in state before the actual funeral? That I'm guessing, based on my experience of Japanese customs, mm -hmm. I know that doesn't, isn't necessarily going to pour it over to Chinese that well, but I, I'm going to say that, yes, it, he would like lie in state for a little while, but um, I don't think they had like elaborate embalming kind of right, customs yeah. that I know of. So it would be limited by, you know, until the corpse starts to get stinky, for sure. You sense. want to have the funeral before then. Yes. So a couple of days you'd have. Okay. So I'm going to, at this point, address, maybe after we've served tea or whatever to mm -hmm. the guests and thank them for their mourning and they're out, right? So to privately among the family mm -hmm. and the foundry workers, the guards, all the people who are part of the household, mm -hmm. the servants... I'm going to tell them that each of you has three days in which to mourn for my father. Only three days? Yeah, there will be a whole murmur going through there. <laughs> of like, you have three days. The Confucian custom is to go for three years. Mm -hmm. We don't have three years. We have until the ironworking family, whatever their mm -hmm. name is, attack. The Huang. Until the Huang attack. Mm -hmm. And so you have three days in which to mourn my father. And that time you must give him all the honor and all the respect that you would have given him over three years. Mm -hmm. At the end of that time, we will dry our eyes. We will continue on our way. Very good. Okay. And I, I assume that you also just basically go by Moza's prescriptions of just like only three layers of gowns that he's buried in, just a box enough that, you know, yeah. to So that's the next him, thing. That kind of thing. I'm going to, we're going to, I wouldn't say it this way, but we're going to loot the corpse. Because he's got <laughs> way too much silk on right okay. now. And we're going right. to a financial situation. But okay. I'm not going to say that yet. I am going to say, um, now. The Huang will most likely wait to attack until after the funeral. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the funeral must be delayed. Mm -hmm. So let the word go out, let gossip spread, mm -hmm. that our family lacks some of the most essential things for a proper funeral, for a okay. proper, full, elaborate, ceremonial funeral. Mm -hmm. 
We need perfume that we don't have. We need mm -hmm. incense that we don't have. We have sold our best bells, and how could we give a bell maker the proper funeral without the best bell? And we are in a difficult financial situation, so we're having a very hard time getting together these things. And so our father's coffin has been closed, and he is being kept in the state with offerings made daily. Uh -huh. But we cannot hold the funeral yet until we get these things. That is the, the gossip that must leave this house. Okay, so yeah. if I understand you correctly, mm -hmm. what you're actually going to do is going to be quite frugal, yes. but you're spreading the rumor that you... You want to do an elaborate funeral, you just don't have the goods. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Nice. Um, and I'm going to make sure that they all get that. Right? Okay. It's like plan A is this, but right. the, like plan B is to, or yeah. not, you, not plan you, A, plan you B. You turn yeah. it out on a chalkboard and it takes right. a little while, but they all get it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great. 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 <laughs> um, and then I will uh, ask them to leave the room where our father is lying in state. And uh -huh. I will let my uh, mother, brother, and sister make their final uh, offerings to the open casket. Mm -hmm. I will ask them to leave. And then once they've done that, I will remove all of the silk layers. I will leave him with the three simple uh, layers of gowns or whatever it is that we're supposed to do. Three sackcloth yeah. outfits. Not exactly sackcloth. But whatever it is. It's just yeah. like, yeah, just normal Linen clothes. Not like right. super elaborate. Yeah. yeah. Silk probably, but, but a, like okay. a coaster silk. All kinds of different silks. Okay. Yeah. Great. So I'll take off all of all of the elaborate stuff, any jewelry that he doesn't need, I, all anything that wouldn't be part of the Moa's prescription. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to put this in a in a chest or trunk or whatever, and okay. you know put it aside. Okay. And then I'll make my final offerings and obeisances as well, and mm -hmm. then I will close and seal the casket. All right. Excellent. All right. Okay. Hmm. So that's for now dealing okay. with the funeral arrangement. Correct. Okay. Very yeah. good. The other two challenges that we had, we have preparing for a possible. Huang attack, mm -hmm. and also possibly investigating these family debts. Yes. the So the family estate has a number of trees that have silkworms in them. Yes. You want a quick uh, description of the estate? Yeah, please. Okay. All right. So it's about the size of a football field. Rectangle, like a football field as well. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, really matter if you're thinking American football or what the rest of the world <laughs> considers football, because right. they're roughly the same size anyway. Either way, it's right. foot soccer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to call them both that. Okay. So uh, around the outside... There is an earthen wall, not mm -hmm. very high, about sure. 10 feet, but it's there. And outside of that is an earthen ditch with some noxious, mucky water, which is where you mostly put the uh, waste product from your bronze working. Perfect. It carries it away because it's connected to a series of like canals and stuff. Mm -hmm. Doesn't bode well for the city's water supply at all, but that's the state of things. Right. There's a main gate on one end of this football field. And then a smaller gate on the other end. Mm. Okay. Then inside that enclosure, most of it is taken up by the foundry itself. Okay. Which is comprised of one main building that's two stories tall oh. and has like, you know, kind of like that's where you're big, where you do your pours and yeah. things. You mm -hmm. Big vats. And yeah, in fact, they're getting ready for a pour right now. So you've got like a boiling vat of metal, or at least it's getting heated up right yeah. now. Right. Okay. You've also got a number of other sheds around that have like, you know, materials, wagons, a stable of, you know, workhorses. And then outside, you've also got piles of ore, piles of slag. And um, that's mainly the foundry. Hmm. And then finally, in one corner of this rectangle, there is about a 15 foot high raised artificial earthen mound on top of which is your house. Okay. Steps leading up to it the mulberry silkworm trees outside of it. Mm. And then the house itself is just like a single story dwelling, but it's raised up so it can overlook the foundry. Got it. And then outside of your estate is city, 
mostly like uh, warehouses, um, other like small smithies and hardware, and then tenements of poor people who, you know, who else wants to live next to a dirty, smelly, <laughs> mucky, smoky foundry but poor people? Right, that makes like, sense. It's just probably really cheap to live there. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's my thought. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell the family that I will have further instructions for them when I return. And I'll okay. tell my mother that I would, I would like to sit down and review the family finances with her. Okay. But that I have an errand I must attend to. Okay. And I will take the trunk, which I have packed with all these goodies. And I'm just going to, you know, actually, I'm just going to, like, take some time to go around the house. And anything that's particularly over the top. Like okay. that really, uh, that extra ceremonial bell, that, mm-hmm. you know, a little jade figurine that we have. Yeah. Um, very expensive incense, things like that. Right. I add them to my little trunk. Okay. And I will, uh, what's my apprentice up to? I'm going to find my apprentice. Okay. Yeah, I need somebody to help me carry this trunk, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he shows up. Oh, great. Um, okay. What's his name? I don't know Chinese names. I don't know. His name is Apprentice. <laughs> okay, fine. You, you just call him Apprentice. Yeah. Uh, I'll be like, Apprentice, have you been receiving the, the letters that I was sending you during my training? Yes. And have you read all of them? Uh, I tried really hard. And I'm just going to laugh like a big, like, <laughs> and I clap him on the shoulder and um, just tell him, like, that's okay. I have trouble with text as well. Phew! <laughs> 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 um, but I'll tell him, but I do need you to understand that we are now a MOAST operation. Um, well, can I still study engineering under you? Yes, doubly so. All right, then. Do I have your personal loyalty? You have, Master. Excellent. And I have your confidentiality in the matter of some family secrets. You do. Very good. <laughs> then help me with this trunk. <laughs> I'll take one hand and he'll take the other end, which might surprise him because I'm guessing that before I left, I would have just had him schlepping the trunk while uh-huh. I walked about with my okay. hands free. But okay. we're going to take it together. Okay. After having his principles tested with the arrangement of funeral customs for his father, Zhong Li then sets about preparations to face his remaining challenges, which I'm just going to summarize here so that we can skip straight to the action. First, He goes to recruit the aid of the local Moists, but he discovers that they are of a rival faction of Moists called the Ding Ling, whereas he is a southern Moist, and each faction considers the other to be heretics. The Ding Ling Moist will not help him until he proves himself to be a true Moist. After that, he visits a family friend and has him trade his trunk of luxury goods for materials he will need for defense as well as several sacks of rice. And finally, he visits the Hall of Records to investigate the official ledgers to get to the bottom of the family debts. But there, he makes a startling discovery. <laughs> he brings out and blows off the dust and says, Here you are, but don't say I didn't warn you. And then he leaves the room. I'll thank him. You look at the records, you do the math, you double-check the math, you triple-check the math, all the transactions, and you realize it is not as you thought. Hmm. You can find no evidence that you, the invocator has caused you all of your debts to come due at once, nor that you have been charged any kind of unlawful rate of usury. Hmm. What you do, however, discover is that your father, while leading the family foundry... <laughs> has been diverting state funds to a second family that he has in the state of Wei. Oh, hmm, okay. But quite a bit. State funds? How's, state, how's he getting state funds? Because the state would be employing him for all his bells uh, okay. and things. So money, like, it's really his funds that he earned from contracts with the state, but they're being, he's sending some of the money to the 
He's not supposed to be spending it this way. He's supposed to be spending it on, say, materials and whatnot. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So he's, like, falsifying some invoices yes, and things like exactly. that. exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's not so great. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. All right. So you're the only one who knows about this and the other, the Hall of Records Obviously guy that you... Ch- yeah, yeah. He knows about it, too, because he said, you know, don't say I didn't warn you, right? Mm, right. However, this means that now... You are placed in perhaps an awkward position. Yeah. Because you could easily, you know, favor your father mm-hmm. and hide his wrongdoing. Yeah. But. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, is that in keeping with your most principles? No, right? I, yeah, so. I'm definitely not going. I mean, this. I don't know that I'm going to throw him under the bus by making it public, but I'm not going to uh, try to, you know, make it go away or alter the records or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, perfect. Um, okay. And I suppose I'm required to leave the record here. I can't take it. Yeah, you can't yeah, take okay. it with you. That's fair. Yeah. It would be, like, by legal order, mm-hmm. it could be produced in a court of law. Got it. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Cool. I will uh, leave with that awful knowledge and uh, <laughs> think about that. Okay. Okay, so I've left the Hall of Records. Yes. Um, I'm going to make my way back home. I'm mm-hmm. sure the day is coming to a conclusion. Yeah, it's probably uh, dark by now. But I am going to uh, try to gather some information on the way back. Uh, maybe those vendors who are still open in the market, or if there's anything like a night market... Uh, maybe people who are out and gathering around uh, taverns, things like that. Okay. When you're asking around the taverns mm-hmm. for rumors regarding the Huang family. Oh, okay. Yes. So rumors have it that they have been seen in some shady taverns asking about hiring thugs for a no-questions-asked job. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Now, you also happen to know that they normally keep a strong contingent of armed guards at their estate. Mm-hmm. And they can easily arm them fairly well with their own produced iron weapons okay. and armor. But the rumor also that you hear is that they recently sent a large shipment of weapons and had to send most of their guards with to protect it. Hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Which means that they are currently operating on a skeleton crew. Adding two and two together, that means that their estate is likely quite vulnerable but you hear that the guards are due back tomorrow. So if you're going to make an assault on their estate, no. a preemptive strike, it would have to be tonight. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't have any reason to do that. But they're suddenly sending a huge shipment of weapons away somewhere. It's not here. It's probably Lou. I don't know how legit that is to be arming another state, neighboring state. Oh, God. Okay. Because I mean, like, I'm not going to go attack their stronghold. So even if I got a bunch of people together, I'm not going to go attack the stronghold of the uh, Huang because that's not a most thing to do. Okay. Uh, I could wait till they come to me and just try to do a fancy defense thing, but like, who knows how well that'll work with untrained people in a house compound. Yes, that's the other thing where your principles are being tested in the real world here. See, everything in the moats, at least far, as far as what I read, right. is like designed for like stronghold or walled city defense yes, versus right. armies. Yeah. Whereas this is more like like you have an earthen wall around your estate, but it's much smaller in scale. Right. The idea that they are maybe selling these weapons to Lou is the best thing I've got. I have no way of confirming that. Did each different Chinese city, I was assuming, because I know that they had coins. Did they mint different coins? Like, the, the coins of Liu would be different than the coins of Chi and Song. I would imagine so. Yeah, I would think so. Great. Um, ah, I see where you're going with it. Okay, yeah. 
I think I probably don't have the capacity to sneak around their house and try to find coinage there. Well, I mean, I, I they're could try. on a skeleton crew right now. Well, that's true. Yeah. If there's going to be an opportunity to do it, it would be tonight. Right. Okay. So I might have to use my apprentice for this. <laughs> I don't know if he's good with stealth or not, but oh, I know, I know. Okay. All right. Yep. We got okay. Okay. So so. The Huang family has yes. sent away the vast majority of their guards. Yes. And they'll be back tomorrow morning. Tomorrow, sometime. Or tomorrow, sometime. Yeah. Right. So I I get home. I look at the peng a little bit. Pieng? Pian. Pian. I look at the pian a little like bit. Think of it like piano without yeah. the O. Oh, that's great. Okay. I look at the pian a little bit. Don't find anything super useful about the sacrifices. But I'm still turning this thing over and over in my head about the Huang family having all these guards away. And I realize there's only so many places that they could have sold arms to that are not our own capital city. Okay. There's a chance it's some mm -hmm. other army in our own, you know, it's like one of the other, whatever. Sure. But this seems suspicious to me. And sooner or later, I may have to broker a deal with them anyway. So I'm going to pull together a couple people. I'm okay. going to, first of all, um, talk to my apprentice. Okay. And I'll say, are you well rested? Yes, master. Good. I need you to do something a little bit unsavory. Hmm. Or rather, something that would seem unsavory if it were not for the fact that we are the victim of a great crime. Great crime? What is it that you need me to do? So we're going to go and visit the Huang. And I believe there's a chance that the arms shipment that they just sent out might be going to the neighboring state of Lu. But the neighboring state of Lu, they, they've long coveted the state of Song. Yes. They may well attack us. Exactly. Hmm. And if that was the case, then we would have proof that the Huang have committed treason. So what do you need me to do? I need you to sneak around their compound while I am talking with them as a distraction, and I need you to see if there's any proof. And if you find it, get a, get a, get a piece and get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting exciting, sir. <laughs> Be as sneaky as you can. And to make things I will easier, do my best. we're going to put you in a foundry worker's outfit. Okay. And we're going to put all the soot from our own uh, bellworks uh -huh. on it so that you will be somewhat both hard to spot in the darkness and also, if at a glance, they might just think you're one of their own foundry workers. Excellent. I'll give you an advantage on stealth for that. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's ready to do it. Okay. Perfect. And then I call two of our three family guards. I ask the third one to stay and watch the gate and everything mm -hmm. and uh, you know, get a bunch of the foundry workers to be awake and alert in case there's any disturbance that the guard needs help with. Mm -hmm. um, and I tell my mom, brother, and sister that I'm going to be away on an errand, but I should be back tonight. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll have to take the other two guards with me. So they're going to stay with me while the apprentice sneaks off. Okay. Yeah. And we head over to Huang headquarters. Huang Tower. Huang Tower, okay. <laughs> All right, very good. I'm assuming they have like a 45-level high-rise like, office building. Yeah, it's like and, a hotel. Yeah, it's like neo Song. There's an H on it. Yeah, exactly, yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's it's fairly similar to your foundry. We'll just, we don't need sure, to describe yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. Just of course. Imagine similar to your estate, but iron. And maybe slightly nicer. Slight, yeah. <laughs> I guess, we, I guess we do good business. Yeah. They've made mad bucks in the Warring States period selling Oh, arms. I bet. Yeah, yes. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Great. So I will uh, go to their, their front gate and uh, ask to be announced and tell them that I've come to speak with the head of their household. Okay. So I want to distract them as much as possible okay. uh, is the idea. So basically, 
I'm going to be coming, basically I'm going to be coming with the, the feeling out the offer, basically mm-hmm. saying that I may have to sell the family foundry soon. Mm-hmm. And the Huang family would be the obvious best buyer, mm-hmm. but that I would need all these guarantees and assurances. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be that, you know, uh, it's going to be, a, you know, obviously the price has to be good because mm-hmm. blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. And then they have to be willing to take on all of our foundry workers who don't prefer to stay with our family. They have to be guaranteed a position mm-hmm. and all these different, many, a lot of things that they would want to argue about. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I want my guards to be very visible and kind of like, and you know, just looking around a little bit, like, right. like this is kind of a little threatening and like, yeah. I'm going to point out of like, don't you have, I mean, like, you know, I run only two of my household guard, but. I would have thought you'd have many more than this. Like, where are all of your people? And, you know, they might want to get the more few they have to make a show of strength. So I basically wanted just to get as much, I mean, as many eyes right. as possible. On you. Yeah. And I'm also going to be, yeah. Uh, but I'll, that's, that's the ba- that's the basic plan. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Uh, I'm going to say that with the, the bait mm-hmm. of selling your foundry to yeah. them and the um, ability they then have to just rub it in your face that you have come to this point <laughs> and you have sold your family's tradition so far up the river by becoming a Moist that now you're just going to give over the family foundry to mm. them. Like, I'm just going to say you succeed at all of those things. Wow, okay. Yes. Wow. Okay? Now, we switch over to your apprentice. Great. Who's like sneaking in the window. <laughs> He's like covered in soot. Right. Yeah. And he's got like, you know, like little slight glints of, of copper on him, but it's mostly just like sure, yeah. very good um, kind of like shadowy kind of camouflage. Yep. So he sneaks in. And uh, there's just a few guards left that he has to get by in order to get to where he thinks is likely the place where they're going right. to store anything incriminating. That makes sense. Right? Like yeah. kind of like a special room. In fact, I'll, I'll say that if in their foundry, they have a second level room where the the like person in charge like would sit and can view oh, like yeah. a panopticon <laughs> all the workers to make sure that they're working correctly but the windows are like slits so oh, that sure. the workers down below can't tell whether, whether he's there looking. or not oh that's really good yeah. yeah yeah we might have to adopt that for our foundry okay <laughs> all right so all he's got to do to get there is to get past these guards and you have advantage because of the camouflage right, right, right. okay yeah ready okay uh yes okay rock paper raven shoot and you do it! Yes! Oh, yeah! Okay. Go apprentice! Yeah. He, f- he finds a little filing of iron, and he, like, tosses it to the other end of the foundry that causes the guard to look over that direction, and yep. he slips inside. Oh, that's great. Okay. Good job, buddy. Inside, he casts around. He's not seeing anything, but there's, like, like a kind of like a fur cloak kind of, like, cast over something. Mm. He pulls it over, and it's a trunk. Heavily trapped. He searches for traps. No, okay. <laughs> he manages to get the lock open. Yep. Inside is indeed a large hoard of coins minted from the state of Lu. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not such a large and heavy trunk that he can't carry it with him. He oh, can wow. Definitely he can carry take it. the trunk? Yes. Oh, that's great. Okay, yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. And great. then so he manages to get out because we only need the one stealth. Room, oh, that's great. Right? Okay, yeah. beautiful. Okay, so... He cool. comes back to you. Yeah. Uh, well, well, probably not. Well, he doesn't come back to you. He comes, he'll, you'll rendezvous, probably. Yeah, you'll rendezvous exactly. back at the right. home estate, right? Perfect. Okay. So 
Anything else you want to do before? I drag out the negotiations as far as long as I can, and I yep. seem to come to a conclusion. I don't, do they make an offer that I that if I decide to take it, it's like it meets my criteria? No, no, no of course not. No. They're just they're like no. all the leverage. Yeah, they they feel that they have your testicles in a vice at this point. Mm. So they're yeah they're not going to concede on any of your demands, and they know that you're just playing a game where you're eventually going to have to cave right. if you want to really make this deal. So right. they're going to drag it out as well. All right. Well, I will uh, end the, the discussion by saying, well, I regret that we're not able to come to a solution. I suppose I'll have to look for other buyers. In the meantime, I, uh, I trust that we'll have nothing but professional respect for one another. As we all know, <laughs> the... the <laughs> professional respect. <laughs> and I'll just comment as I, not to my guards to leave, I'll just say, after all, those who take aggressive action are always the first to be destroyed. Posh. Get out of here with your Moist reasoning and doctrinal endeavors. All right. Okay. Okay. You meet back at the at the home estate. By right. now, it's like midnight oh, or super so. late. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. Wow. I look at that trunk and I'm just like, wow. You know, that's that's crazy. I mean, what? Well, how much? Money? I mean, it must be a substantial payment in here. Oh yes. Yeah. And would I have a sense of like maybe from having delivered like large temple bells or things like that that like. This would be half paid up front, and the, the Huang family guards are coming back with the other half after delivery, or something that like that? That would make sense. Okay, great. So, that night passes. Mm -hmm. The next day, you're still delaying the funeral. The one thing you haven't done yet is use all those materials that you gathered. Right. So I think I'm going to call together very early in the morning. Like, I might be waking people up, going through the house. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm probably only at three hours of sleep, but I'm, like, a hard worker, right? So yeah. this is Moa's time. Waking people up super early and telling the uh, the forger workers, like, don't go and light the fires. Don't start operating the bellows. Like, we're having a meeting here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to basically tell them, like, you're going to fill all the vats that would normally be used for pouring molten bronze mm -hmm. with water or oil and have it ready to be brought to boiling as rapidly as possible. Because with those gigantic bronze bellows, that should be, like, very fast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's fast in relative terms, but they could definitely do it. Right. And then we're going to dig a um, pit behind the back gate. You said there's a, a main gate and a smaller gate? Yep. So the back gate's going to have a pit inside of it. Nice. Um, with uh, spikes in the bottom. Perfect. Um, and then there's going to be a, just a wooden, just a very simple, like, you know, latticework wall around the inside of that pit so that anyone who falls in is also being having rocks thrown on them and such not. Okay. So I'll explain that and assign, say, four or five um, foundry workers to handle that back gate. Mm -hmm. um, the front gate, we're going to have um, a pit as well. Uh -huh. um, it's probably going to be takes gonna take some work to get it, you know, dug. Uh -huh. So there's probably like a team of eight guys in charge of this. And that's mm -hmm. getting close to everybody, right? And I'd like to ideally, how yeah, I think I'd like to try to work that like filth water in somehow. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know that that's going to be easily, You can easily dig a canal that channels it into like the inside of the estate and then have right. it kind of pop up, you know, wherever you want it to be. Yeah. So I think that's probably what we'll do is we'll do a shallower canal on the inside of that entire front wall where the where the front gate is. So it's mm -hmm. not as not a full pit, but it's like a maybe a 4 foot deep ditch or something. And then of course use the earth to make an embankment on the inside, defended mm -hmm. side of that. Okay. And then we'll be able to open a sluice gate to just put the filth sludge water into that whole thing once people are in it. Okay. So you've got a second row of defenses basically. Exactly. If they breach the outer enclosure. Yep. And then um we will have the if they enter the actual foundry, um and I'll tell everyone that if if that is all breached, you are all to fall back to the foundry and operate the bellows. And the plan is that as people come in who are Huang uh, 
bugs. We're just mm -hmm. gonna dump scalding water oil on them. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. I'm giving them the instructions, okay. and I'll put my I'll put my apprentice in charge of overseeing those fortifications. Like okay. he can, he has an engineer's mind. He can get that to work properly. Okay. And get everyone in their proper places. And I'll ask the three soldiers to oversee, like making sure that the workers are in place once those defenses are put up. Okay. You know, it's like we have the right number of people on the gate, the wall, etc. Okay. So that's going on. You can get away to do what you want the rest of the day. Great. So I will, somebody, yeah, I have to leave the apprentice. So anyway, I'll take the trunk of money and one of the three serious soldiers, one of the three family guards, the other two yep. can stay and help. Okay. And I'm going to go and uh, request an appointment with the Lord of Song. <laughs> okay. Yep. Um, the official that you talk to says, for your family? Yes, of course. How does a month from now sound? I will say that a month from now would be more than charitable if I came on less serious business. Unfortunately, I have have evidence of treason within the city. And I need treason. to speak to his lordship immediately. He speaks to someone, comes back. The lord will see you. Right. You are led into a hall with like like seven layers of like diaphanous silks, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> that you have to kind of like pass through like, right. like this one after that one after that one. It would be useful for defense of this hall if need be. That's how my mind is going. Sure. Yeah, right. Absolutely, it would be. Then when you finally go through the last layer of silks, then uh, then you come into like a chamber where in the shadows on the far end, the Lord is sitting, quite a nice chair, like a throne. Mm. At his side is the invocator, the Confucian invocator, his favored minister at this point. Great. Yep. And there are a couple of others, of other advisors as well, as well as, well as some servants in the chamber. Mm. Okay, so I perform all the strictest uh, signs of respect and deepest bows, probably a mm -hmm. full, like, you know, lying prostrate on the floor. Yes. Prostrate? Prostrate. One is, one is like a gland. <laughs> one is like... Really... Yeah. Okay. Not, not prostate. <laughs> no, yeah. Prostrate. Probably not prostate, but yeah. I'm going to lie prostrate on the floor and do the, okay. whole, the whole thing. Yeah. Once I'm told to rise, I will greet his lordship with a bunch of titles. Yes, yes. Pleasantries and all of that, but you have word of treason. Of course. I will tell you everything I know, my lord. As you may know, the Huang family and my family are in a very tense time right now. However, mm. last night, I went to have negotiations with them about possibly selling my foundry to them. And we are coming to an agreement. I believe we might be able to form an alliance, our two, our two families. During it would that be good to finally have the industries of Xiang Chu allied, no longer squabbling amidst yourselves. I agree, my lordship. Or, I, <laughs> no, I, I agree, your lordship. That would be better for the state. Now that we are coming together, we also started sharing knowledge between our two families. And some rumors that I had heard part of and some rumors that they had heard another part of suddenly made sense. And evidence of treason in the city came to our attention. The Huang family, as you know, are much stronger in their men of arms. And so they are holding down like both of our family households while I come to deliver this message to you. The invocator says, are you implying the Huang family has committed treason? Oh, the, the Huang have sent me here. Everyone trusts the Huang. I mean, you yourself, I believe, have, have worked closely with the Huang. I have. Yes. And they're, they're a good family. Indeed. And then they I'll say... armed us so we can defend our walls. I'm sure they have. And I'll turn to the lordship and say, at least I, I thought they were a good family. Until a meeting with them last night, I found out that they had just sent a large shipment of arms, not to anywhere in the city, but somewhere outside the city, possibly somewhere outside the country. And I found this, and I shove forward the big chest, and I'll allow somebody else to come and open it. Oh! <gasps> <laughs> The, the Lord steps out of the shadows, 
and you see that he's actually fairly young, mm -hmm. but you know, he, he picks up one of the coins out of the trunk, sees the imprint of the state of Lou on there, and the invocator says, nonsense, he could have gotten that anywhere. I could have, you're very right. However, I do know the metalworking business, and if this was paid up front, the other half will be paid on delivery. It just so happens that a large contingent of Huang family troops will be returning to the city today. If you stop them and detain them and search them, I believe you will find proof that they have returned from Lu with the other half of the payment. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> okay. Yes. Excellent plan. The Lord... And I'll just like kind of yeah. slyly, uh, I'll, I'll say, if that's okay with your lordship, and then kind of look pointedly at the uh, invocateur yeah. and say, after all, I know the invocateur has said that he works closely with the Huang. <laughs> the lord looks over at the invocator and the invocator is kind of like what <laughs> what <laughs> yeah, i wouldn't say closely <laughs> you did a minute ago <laughs> thank you for bringing this to my attention we shall see if this holds true any gestures for you to go away i will uh give the proper obeisances and leave all right very good nice <laughs> nice plan i didn't see that coming okay okay so you leave the palace of the Lord of Song, mm -hmm. right? Then you go home to see how your family's defensive preparations are coming. Good. However, from uh, several blocks away, you hear the clanging of weapons. Ooh. Yes. And as you round the corner, you see that an assault is already underway. Wow. Okay. Yes. And you can see that your people on the inside are definitely following your plans Great. and deploying your defenses. But yeah. what strikes you the most strongly, strikes you like a dagger in the heart, is you see that all of the attackers are dressed in blue-gray work robes. other Moas group? Oh, but that's against the principles. Oh, they were hired by the... Oh, that's so groany. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. And they appear to be attacking in broad daylight. Wow. Okay. What are they armed with? A bunch they of stuff the Huangs gave them, basically. No, what they have actually is not axes and tools and other things like you have seen often used by the Moists in your school. Hmm. But they, in fact, look seem to be like swords, mm -hmm. uh, but not the kind of straight, long jian like only an aristocrat would have. Mm, okay. um, rather, they seem to be more like lower grade, kind of like shorter blades that mm. you might use for like shady, like a, somebody who's a little bit shady might have one like under their cloak right, kind right. of thing. Okay. That kind of a weapon. Are these foundry workers? They're, they're in blue-gray work jackets, just like you saw the other Moist faction wearing. Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Okay, well, they obviously must have their attention pretty fixed on... The, oh, yes. Yeah, right. Yep, you're not um, even noticed. You hear, ah, as like some kind of flaming net goes over one of them. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had time to build like, you know, right. moving towers and portable walls. And yeah. All that. yeah. But I imagine you probably made at least like the, uh, like the fire the throw fire or whatever that's yeah, like... Right two wheels on an axle and then in between <laughs> is all kinds of flaming stuff. You just roll it down the hill at them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And this is all surrounded by slums, basically. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to start going house to house uh, okay. around the slums. Yeah. 
and just uh, step into each uh, into each door and say, when you go in, they're like super afraid because they hear the noise too, and they figure you're coming to sack their house or something. I'll say, you all know me. I'm the son of, and I'll name my father. Right. And I'll say, when you do a, that, sa- a sack of rice to whoever helps defend the foundry. All right. I'll say you drum up another like thirty commoners. Great. Who are yeah. attacking from behind? Excellent. Right. Sure. Okay. So I'm going to be on top of a, a roof of one of the tenements. Slum dogs are rushing in, and I'm just going to watch. Okay. So the battle progresses. Mm-hmm. So with the commoners attacking from behind, that casts the attackers into disarray. Great. And the combined might of that and the uh, defenses that you have prepared uh, seems to be turning the tide of the battle. Um, and some of the some of the attackers are starting to flee. Perfect. However, you see that about half of the attackers have breached the outer earthen enclosure. Great. So they're starting to pour through right now. Is that yes. the idea? So I'm going to call out in the loudest voice I can. Okay. Fellow Moists! Uh, no response. <laughs> wow! Do I see the guy who was in charge who wanted to challenge me to a piano? You do not see him. Oh, so these are fake Moists. Oh, I've got it. Okay, so this is like the, the thugs are dressing as Moists to, uh... Uh, okay, yeah. Hmm. I was wondering. Right. Well, then I guess I can't shame them about breaching Moa's doctrine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start heading toward the um, breach in the gate, and okay. I'm going to just call out like a bronze bell to whoever brings me five bodies, five of those bodies, five bodies of those guys. All right. They fight with redoubled effort. Yeah. I am going to start heading into the fray uh, okay. with my with my my soldier guard next to me. Excellent. Okay. So basically, at this point, we're just going to do one like rock paper raven, right? Okay, just just to see if you man if with your command yeah. and your combat ability and everything else that you set up, okay, if you manage to in the end mm-hmm. turn the tide of the battle in your favor or against it, okay, okay. And is there with all these defenses in place? Is there an uh, advantage for me? I'm going to give you advantage because uh, with your training, yeah, you would have known about the, you know all the defenses and traps and stuff, and then secondly with the with the attacking from behind as well, I'll give yep. you advantage. Okay, that sounds great. Okay, cool. Rock, paper, raven, shoot. That's uh, a tie. That's, so that's a tie. So you have goes... advantage. You go yes! see you. Woo! <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, the last of the ones that breached the wall, you see them go down when someone in a hanging spleen skewers them <laughs> from above <laughs> with a sharpened <laughs> lance. <laughs> And then seeing that, they're just like, we can't compete with this. And they just scatter off into the into the alleyways and Great. into the city. Okay, perfect. Yeah. I'm going to enter the compound and um, start tending to the wounded. And I'll okay. tell my brother and my sister and my mom, whoever I see first, like, uh, these people were promised rice. Mm-hmm. And did any, I mean, if any of them managed to get five people, which I doubt, then I'll give them a bell or whatever. We one, reward. One we, we live up to our rewards. One of them did. Yeah. Okay, great. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. But just then you hear a bell, the sound of a bell. but not from your foundry. Yeah. It is probably one that your family cast, hmm. but it's from one of the towers in the wall of the city. Yeah. It seems that your city is under attack. Great. Uh, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this is a great day we're having here. <laughs> a messenger comes from the Lord of Song saying that your family, as well as that of the Dengling Moas and the Huang family, and like blah blah blah, everybody else. Yes. Everybody's being summoned to defend the walls. Excellent. Yeah. Um, I bring and specifically you. Yeah. And some of the other leaders. Yes. Are asked to like go to a specific kind of building to like strategize. Great. 
I bring my apprentice with me, and mm-hmm. I'm also going to take the blue robe off of one of the fallen fake Moists. Okay. And like Excellent. this weapon and whatever. Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. All right. I'm not so, wearing it. I'm just carrying it with me. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. Like a little bundle. Yep. Okay. So you, the head of the Huang family, and the head of the Dingling Moists mm-hmm. are all brought into a chamber with the Invocator as well, and the Lord of Song. Excellent. Word comes that it appears that the state of Lu is attacking, mm-hmm. and they appear to be using the ant approach. <laughs> so, massed infantry assault against mm-hmm. one part of the city, and they seem to be headed for the East Salary Port, which is the one nearest to your estate. Okay, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord of Song opens it up for strategies. And of course, everybody, like, Recommends this, recommends that, but the question is, what do you recommend? What does Huang recommend, the head of the Huang family? Um, he, he says, obviously, we should rely on our uh, superior weapons and arms and mass all of our defenses at the east gate. Where they're attacking. Yes. I will say, well, respectfully, that is what I would recommend as well if I wanted the invading Lu army to win. Obviously, when they take the ant approach against one side, it's always possible for them to strike somewhere else once we've concentrated our defenses. So, um, your lordship, if if I may, that gate is very close to my family compound. I have the most to lose of anyone in this room, and I would like to be able to personally give the, the defense recommendations for that gate. Well, we are here to discuss ideas, so out with it. Very well. This was removed just now from one of 100 thugs that attacked my family compound. They dressed as Moists, and I look at the... The other Moist leader, I'll say, but they were not. He's outraged. The other Moist leader is outraged. Exactly. And I'll express equal outrage. And I'll say, I know that if they were true Moists, if they were your Moists, they never would have attacked aggressively. But I also know that your Moists, who are true Moists, <laughs> would be excellent at defending. <laughs> and I would like for the, what are they, da- dang- dangling Moists. I would like for the dangling Moists to accompany me to the uh, gates to help supervise the defenses. If they are willing to help. He's willing to help. Great. The Lord of Song is like, clearly you have a strategy in mind? Yes, your Lordship. And he he has you explain the strategy to him, but we don't need to go over it right Right. here. We'll just go to the actions. Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. So uh, the the, uh, Huang family leader just kind of edged out of the conversation. No, right? right, right, And the invocator, whatever he recommended, was just not taken up, obviously. Right. Okay, so you and the other Moists are at that east gate. Great. Okay. Um, So I'm just going to plead. It's been a long time since we recorded previous episodes here. Mm -hmm. I don't actually remember what the Moist defense was for the end approach. Very good, because I I prepared (laughs) for that. So... There were more Many. defenses than this, but yeah. here are the ones that I thought were the most interesting. Mm-hmm. Flaming screens. Yep. Okay. Hanging spleens. Yep. And uh, rolling those uh, fire throwers or heat transfers down on them, mm, right. which are like wheel, axle, flaming in between. Yeah. Roll it down the hill at them and then Roll follow it. it with crack troops to clean them up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so once we're at the gate, I will uh, confer with the dangling Moist leader, mm-hmm. and assuming that we're agreed on this plan, yeah. um, we would ask the commander to ready crack troops at two other sally ports, like one to the left flank and one to the right flank, mm-hmm. um, and wait for the signal. Okay. 
Um, and we'll go through a long list of punishments for anyone who moves yep, before yep, the signal and yep, all that. Yeah. yeah, you get your uh, like, you get your penance and all the ways the of signaling. Yeah, yeah, all the ways of signaling each other for what you need. All of that. We just assume it's there. Right, right, right. Okay? Of course. So I think yeah, we'll start with uh, heat transfers as they uh-huh. approach, and then the flaming screens. The flaming screens. Flaming screens. Like he finishes your sentence. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, and then screens for folks. And he's yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, right. Yeah. We're getting really excited. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then I think we'll wait for the correct time and send in the crack troops. And I turn to the dangling leader and I'm like, I feel like it's always good to have a fallback plan. Do you have anything you recommend? Ah, uh, very nice. <laughs> okay, so you exhausted what I had prepared. Uh, well, hold on. I think I have it to that right page. Oh, yes. Okay. He recommends a series of linked flails. <laughs> I'm not sure I even remember this one. Can yeah. you describe this? Okay, so I'm not completely clear from the actual text of the Mozart, mm-hmm. but um, you know, in like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, mm-hmm. like everybody knows nunchucks, right? Yeah, right. Okay, so basically nunchucks that just keep going on and on for like a long <laughs> length, a very long okay. length. So I imagine like you can like if they try to come over the walls, mm-hmm. and you can just bring it up. Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. And like trip them or block them or yeah. maybe encircle them with it or something okay. like that. Perfect. Yeah. Would that be enough to give us a, a backup uh, Paper Rock Raven if uh, the first one fails? Tell you what, I'll give you advantage. Advantage. All right. That's okay. I mean, I assume we already have advantage because we've got Moa's strategy. But... <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, they've got a lot of troops. It's the state of Lou and right. they're doing the end approach. They, so they've specifically chosen to mass as many infantry as they can in this army and then tack at one spot so as you and yourself said in a previous episode if you just keep attacking one spot eventually you're gonna get through yeah Yeah. yeah. but with this i'll give you advantage that sounds good okay all right let's Mm -hmm. do it all right ready Uh, (laughs) rock paper raven shoot oh (laughs) that's too bad paper covers rock it does it does yes Okay. And ants cover wall. Yes. So what happens is you deftly deploy your maneuvers, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately they were already attacking and you just didn't have enough time to get all of your things Mm. that you wanted in In place. place. In fact, you spent a little bit of extra time just really growing out with this (laughs) other moist. (laughs) Yeah. So they managed to get over the walls and one of the first places now that they have an opportunity to attack is your family's estate right so you have a chance to make a second stand at your estate i'll tell the dangling ding, dangling, dangling 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 leader that i've already partly fortified the estate with more defenses you but have short on men could you bring your followers yes yes you okay. put stations all of them there Great. And then we'll take any uh, remaining troops that can come and and we'll try to hold that down. I'll tell those lads to get the bellows going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you get the bellows going. So you've got like vats of molten metal and stuff. Right. That's good Mm -hmm. because of course the invading army would have the opportunity to just completely bypass you by going around. But I'm going to say that they only have two ways that can go. Mm. They can take the street to the right of your estate or to the left of your estate. But there's no other place uh, that they can get. Great. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, yes, it seems that they are not attempting to attack specifically the foundry. Mm-hmm. They're going to bypass it, and they're going to the right. Okay. I, I would suggest to the dangling leader that maybe some of the Moist or some of the city troops should head out of the compound. And, you know, basically, 
come around the street corner so that if people get past us on that right-hand street, there'll be a force to meet them. Okay. Um, but we're going to just start pelting him with roof tiles, rocks, bits of bronze yep. ingots, slag, boiling or... stuff. Yeah, everything yeah. we can come up with. Um, okay. So yeah. you hook up some, you like divert the chute that would normally pour the bronze into the vat. Yeah. You divert it and like roll it over yep. so that it can go over the earthen wall. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to say that then with pouring that bronze, mm-hmm. Down the chute, it like fills up the Ooh. the street, and those that were like charging headlong through that street, Ooh. like the most of the they're front ranks, yeah, yeah, they're just like, ah! <laughs> you know, they like slip on it because it's molten, right? And then like they only get more of it, in, you know, stuck in their armor and stuff, oh. and yeah, they're oh, kind of yeah. burning up. Yep. And then the most <laughs> that you had stationed there, mm-hmm. once the the bronze cools, kind of like then sweep in and they clean up that and Excellent. at that at that point the invading army is kind of in disarray yeah and the rest of uh the lord of songs troops is able to chase them down in various parts of the city excellent yes Very good. all right the invasion fails Yay. Yes. <laughs> so now we move to like final scene Basically, it's going to be like you in like the court of the Lord of Song. Okay. All right. So you're there. So it's like, yes, we successfully held. You've successfully <laughs> the capital held, city. <laughs> you've successfully held the capital city once again from invading forces. Not only that, but you managed to do it with Moist tactics specifically. And I'm going to make a big point of that. My, my goal at this point is to convert the Lord of Song okay. to Moism. Okay. So basically, he recognizes those who did well mm-hmm. and offered good strategies. The omission of his honoring of the invocator, mm-hmm. as well as the head of the Huang family, is notable. Meanwhile, he honors you with a bronze vessel, <laughs> but one that has a, a gem set into it. Oh, wow. Really adding cool. to, you probably created the bronze vessel yourself, but Quite he possible. adds to your glory. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I'll receive it with all the proper signs of respect and everything like this. Same thing with the other Moist leader. Excellent. And then I will say, uh, your lordship is, is both kind and wise, for in Moist doctrine. And I'll look at the dangling guy to see if we kind of agree on this. Uh, <laughs> It's always considered proper to both uh, punish those who have failed to perform their duty and to reward those who performed it well. So I graciously accept your choice to reward me and your confidence in me. However, your lordship, there's something that I should confess to you. The other thing that the Moist Wisdom recommends is that when somebody has performed well in a battle, we give them the chance to pay a fine to atone for their past crimes. And I myself have committed no crimes, but I went to the Hall of Records this week to view my family's records and check our finances, and it came to my attention that my father, who was an honorable man in all other respects, falsified some of his invoices to the state of song, and I'll allow the gasps and stuff to go through. (gasps) This terrifies me as as much as it does all of you. Um, I would like to confess to this wrongdoing, and if you'll only give me the opportunity, I would like to be able to pay whatever price you think is appropriate to atone for our family and set us back on the path of serving the state. He says, your words are wise, and the price shall be... One bronze vessel with a gem in it! (laughs) 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 Yoink! 
I happen to know that you have in your possession a certain trunk of coins. Hmm. I demand this as your price. I will make more bows and respectful gestures and say, Your lordship is both just and generous. I will gladly give this over. And where did you say that you obtained this trunk of coins? The trunk was obtained from the Huang family. And I'll, I'll kind of, I'll break open the whole cave for it. Like, so they sent away arms days before this attack. And I had a suspicion as to where those arms may have gone. And sure enough, they were paid in. And we'll open up the chest again and dump mm -hmm. the coins all over them. With, for, a, yeah, with yeah. the state of Lu on the coins. Exactly. And of course, the Huang family is like, lies! He produced them himself. And then the Lord of Song is like, ah. But <laughs> this similar trunk was discovered among the attackers just today. He opens it, dumps yeah. it on its matching coins. Yeah. And down to the locks and clasps on the trunks, they look identical. Hmm. It's like, take him away. Yeah! <laughs> yes. And the head of the Huang family mm -hmm. is like out of the picture. Right. Right. I was about to plead for mercy for him, and then I realized that's not a Moist thing. Like, he needs to go be executed now. So, yeah, yeah that's, right. that's about right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you are offered head of the Iron Foundry now. Hmm. That the, the Huang family shall now work for your family. Hmm. So, I will ask the, the Lord of Song, Your Lordship, you said that it would be to the benefit of the state if both the Bronze Foundry and the Iron Foundry work together. Is that correct? It is. Hmm. Well, today... We were able to defend the city, and my recommendation then would be to give the foundry, not to me personally, but to the school of Moists here. We will convert all of the bronze work from extravagancies for the populace to that which is needed by the state, and all of the iron work likewise. There will no longer be a question of selling the iron work to foreign states, bringing down danger upon our heads, and as we have defended the city and stamped out injustice, I hope that you will allow us to continue to advise you in the future. When you say that, when you offer that, the invocator steps forward mm. and he says, Beware, my lord. He is trying to tempt you to a mistaken philosophy. As you know, the Moists do not follow the way of the ancestors. But we must hold true to the ritual ways of our ancestors, the sage kings, and we must continue to allow that voice to be the one that guides us. After all, is it not this man himself, who is just in front of your presence now, betrayed his own father, which Confucius said that if a man discovers that his father has done wrong, that he should continue to defend his father, even though he knows his father has done wrong, because it is his son's duty. You know, my lord, that this is what Confucius taught. So, will you take the advice of someone with such poor filial piety as this. Okay, so the Lord of Song mulls it over in his head. He casts his glance at the leader of the Deng Ling, who nods to say he would assent to this arrangement that you have proposed mm. if the Lord goes with it, and then his gaze lands on you. Your Lordship, I do not disagree that my philosophy is different than that of the wise master Confucius. However, you were about to hand over to me control of both the bronze foundry and the iron foundry, all of the metal production of the entire city. If I had hidden my father's crime, he would be handing over production to a man who is falsifying state contracts and skimming off the top. Instead, I came clean. I was able to tell you what has been done in the past and how we will correct it. Now you know that you can trust me. Furthermore, I've handed apart power, not just to myself and my own family, but to others you can trust. 
This man has followed his doctrine, the doctrine of Confucius, and it led him to continue defending and supporting a man who committed treason to our city. I will leave it up to you which one you prefer the advice on. Excellent. <laughs> well, I will say that with the principles that you have shown, uh, the Lord of Song is quite impressed. You have cut quite a figure despite not being an aristocrat, and so he consents to your plan. Yeah. He makes you one of his advisors. That's fair. Yeah. The invocator is still there. <laughs> you have quite a future ahead of you yeah, of courtly intrigue. <laughs> However, I think that we can draw this episode to a close awesome. and this series as well. Beautiful. Oh, and by the way, just so I don't forget later, what I said about Confucius mm -hmm. and like the father and the son, even if the father does wrong, the son should defend him. That, yep. That's actually an actual thing. I believe it. Yeah. 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 That was a point of contention <laughs> between Confucianism and Moism. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, okay. So you were offered control of both the bronze and the iron foundry, but Correct. you gave it to the Moist, the Moist rival Moist faction. I didn't specify necessarily it would be just them, but I said to the Moist school, so it might be a multi-faction, yep. but yeah, the Mo yeah, I don't that personally. So I would say that you definitely got them on your side, and you nice. you have managed to heal the rift between you and... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have managed to get a foothold in the court of the Lord of Song. Yeah, which I'm not sure I would count as having converted a high-ranking person, but you have is become something. a high-ranking person. Oh, basically. great. All right. So, <laughs> so we've got a high-ranking Moist, so officially accomplished. <laughs> yeah, I've, I think I'll count that as a win <laughs> okay, for great, you. Great. Yep. And to boot, you managed to get the local neighbors mm -hmm. around your bronze foundry, like, united them. Yeah. And in, 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 in a purpose. Right. Right? And they saw that in the end, your tactics uh, prevailed. Yeah. So, which, by the way, I'll just add a little something to that. So, when we eventually have Dad's funeral, all the wealth from the funeral that I've converted to rice, I give out at the funeral to all the people from the neighborhood. And I'm going to specifically make the point that, like, normally this wealth would be buried with the man under Confucian principle, but I prefer to give it to those who still need it. Excellent. Yeah, it's a little, little further conversion effort. Very yeah. good. Very good. Yeah. So, the kind of funeral mm -hmm. that you have. It would be public. Yep. And that's, in my mind, kind of the whole point of having elaborate funeral because you show off the ostentatiousness of your family's wealth and how pious and how elaborate you can make it. Right. Right? Yours, you go the other way. But somehow it, like, comes off. Like, when you go yang, 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 then it turns to yin. If, it, if it's okay. strong enough, yang then it becomes yin. Oh, and interesting. And so it's like, okay. it's so simple that in contrast to everybody else's elaborate funerals, oh, it stands out that it like, stands out yeah. and, and everybody's just like, huh, you know? <laughs> it's like, actually, it's refreshing for a change. Nice, nice. Yeah. So we've created an aura of Moism around the city. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I think we can leave it there. Yeah, that's beautiful. Okay. I love it. Very good. So, wow, that really didn't go the way that I planned. <laughs> At all. Uh, or um, the way but, I planned. But. but I loved it. It was even better. Cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, just by way of like clearing my historical conscience, some of the things that I invented mm -hmm. in order to do this, like I said, the invocator, I don't know if the current invocator was actually a Confucian. Hmm. I don't know if he was the uh, Lord of Song's um, chief minister or not, but right. I thought it worked with the story. It's fun, like, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. And then, of course, whether they have rival bronze and iron foundry families, I don't know, right? Right. But pretty much everything else, um, I did my best to, you know, to make it accurate. Again, the, the dangling Moas as well. I don't know if that was 
quite what it would be. But they had, I mean, in the Moza, there's like three or four different times that the text of the Moza mentions the state of song. And in fact, the story that you told of mm-hmm. state A and state B. Yep. Um, so that was actually the state of Chu mm-hmm. that was uh, oh. going to attack the state of Song. Song. Okay. And then Mozu managed to persuade the guy not right. to attack. By showing him all the ways he could. Defend. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's pretty realistic nice. that the state of Song could have had a strong Moist faction there sure, somewhere. Yeah. So that's pretty much our episode in our series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you once again, Andre. I think we should uh, give uh, our thanks to uh, the Grandmaster Mo. And Grandmaster uh, Mo. Whom this series would not have been possible. Yep. Ancient Mo's in you guys, like best dead philosophy ever. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Grandmaster Mo is he's like got his turntable and he's like spinning the soundtrack <laughs> for this episode. So he's yes. like wiki wiki wiki. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, would that count as music? <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh he, better... he got sold on my synthesizer plan. Oh, we better yeah. end it here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. If you like what we're doing, you can always support the show. Go to www.patreon.com forward slash dead ideas pod. You get a portrait drawn in the time period and culture of your choosing. I will draw you in a hanging spleen oh, yes! with a lance taking out an invading force. Oh, that's brilliant. Yes. Or whatever you want. Whatever else you want. Yep. We are surrounded by these portraits in the podcast studio. I know I always say this, but they are so cool. They're <laughs> multiplying as more and more people request one. So yeah, get yours. It's really worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. And thank you once again to our new podcast network, the Recorded History Network. And remember, if you had ads on this show, and you don't want ads, you can just support us on Patreon and you get ad-free episodes. But otherwise, it's a great network. I suggest you check out all the other shows that are on their network. All right, that's it for today. I'll see you next time. I don't even know what our next series is, but it'll be fun. I guarantee that. I'm BT Newberg, and this is Dead Ideas. I'd like to thank once again Lunar Synth for contributing the soundtrack to this episode. We heard clips from Chinese Dragon off of their Future City album. Definitely check it out.